Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really We're back in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's an exciting, beautiful time in the month of July. That was a pretty strong I, B. That was awesome. B- beautiful time. I'm David. This is my <laughs> evil twin brother, Jason. We're going to be talking about how to discover your value proposition in the marketplace, whether it's a good or a service. How do you discover it? And there's a three-step process that we've used that we know is going to be a blessing to you today. So tune in. It's awesome. Christian Healthcare Ministries sponsors this. They are amazing. Jason and I have, you have heard us over and over again, which by the way, Jason's daughter Lundy is doing much better. Yes. Um, and God. so, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. But the cool thing was, is that when that accident to her eye happened, most of you that have been following us have paid attention. She was in a, a tubing accident on the, on the lake and uh, crushed her eye bone or the, the orbital bone right below her eye. And it, it jeopardized her eye. So they had to go in for surgery and these other things. But yeah, one of the first things that I did when we were on our way to the emergency room was to call. And I said, hey, I want to, <laughs> I called CHM and I'm like, hey, I don't want to bring her to the emergency room. They're going to botch this scar that she's going to have this massive scar in her eye. I'd rather bring her to a plastic surgeon and, and all that. But I don't want to end up going to plastic surgeon and get stuck with the bill. And I just remember the lady on the other line at CHM was like, listen, we got you covered. You guys are good. Go to whoever you want. Take care of your daughter. Wow. And I was like, okay, I love these folks. So the fact that they sponsor our podcast, we're just throwing a shot out for That's them. right. And if you want to join up, we think it's one of the best things that you can ever do as an entrepreneur. You can provide it for your your, your family as well as your employees. But go to expertownership.com forward slash CHM and sign up for Christian Healthcare Ministries. And also all these stinking woke blue cross blue shield and all these other organizations that are pushing this nonsense i cannot stand watching what's happening with not only insurance companies but all these big businesses so you've got it we got to stand strong we got to stand for our values and chm is right smack in the middle of all of that but we want to talk about how do you discover your value proposition jason why don't you talk about this well let me say this real quick before we talk about value proposition you know there is i've got a proposition for you those of you listening, come join us in Vail, Colorado. Oh, yeah, that's right. October 13th. October through... 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I forget the dates. Just go to expertownership.com and join us. It's going to be fun. If you're a kingdom-minded entrepreneur and you want what we call our intensive master coaching, then show up. Get out there with us. Of course, you got to sign up before you show up. It's four months of coaching in four days, and it actually is October 13, yeah, see, 14, 15, 16. Don't do that to me again. It's in Vail, Colorado, at the Ritz, and we've got a, a luxury mansion just outside the Ritz, which is actually attached to it, so you can get a room at the Ritz, or you're going to hey, be with us And we've got a private chef. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nice. Hercules, Hercules. Okay, You guys up. don't even know what that's no, just, from. Just be quiet. That's Let's from go. Nutty Professor. That was a dumb comment. All right, here we go. Look, value we gotta, proposition. We got to work hard and play hard. Okay, so we're talking about three steps to discovering your value proposition. So you cannot be in business if you don't know the value that you bring, right? But people have to understand what that value is. 
So you, you've got a value proposition. Like what value can I bring to a group of people? There are three steps to a value proposition, a very good value proposition. I'm going to give you the three steps and then we're just going to briefly talk about each of those. And our goal today is to, is to keep this podcast a little bit shorter. All right. Because if Eric dadgum Beck were on here, we'd keep it longer because he is so smart and so loving and so kind. But three steps to discovering your value proposition. Need, nudge, niche. Number one is the need. Number two is the nudge. Number three is the niche. Okay, you starting with the need. Number one, you start by looking for problem pools and not profit pools. I kind of you botched that, fubbed that, but I'm I, yeah. It's problem pools. It. It's problem pools, not profit pools. Because the, the, right. the, the thing is, is yes, we all need to make profit. Even in Isaiah chapter forty-eight, verse seventeen, it says, "I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go." Well, what is the way that we should go in business is we don't look for profit first. We look to solve a problem first. How are we going to serve people best? And then profit comes in the wake. That is the key. Now, if you look for profit first, yeah, you can probably make some money for a little bit, but but soon you'll die out. You'll lose the fuel. You'll, you'll lose the energy because in reality, you're only doing it for the money. You've got to do it for the value. You've got to do it for the fact that you are bringing a solution to someone's problem. Now, this reminds me of the definition of an entrepreneur. So the, the, the actual word entrepreneur has, is just like filled with spiritual meaning. The, the, if you look at it in two parts, entree comes from a Latin term that means to go between. And prende is derived from a French word that means to undertake. So an entrepreneur goes in between something and undertakes something. So what would that be? Well, the things would be people people with problems. An entrepreneur slides in between a person with a problem and brings a solution to that problem. And when you think about an entrepreneur that way, and then you look at Ezekiel 22, where God said, Behold, I look for a man who would stand in the gap on behalf of the land, but I found none. An entrepreneur, especially if they're a kingdom entrepreneur and they've got Christ as the center, they are intercessors by nature. They're gap standers. They, they come in between people and problems and they bring solutions. So if you want to define a, a value proposition, either it's your first value proposition or you're in the position like David and I were 10 years into business where we were on like our 12th or 13th value proposition underneath the same tax identification number. Right, so it, these these oftentimes can become different silos of your business, different income streams, where you're looking and saying, "Hey, you know, we've hired so many, we've had we've got so many insurance policies that maybe we should invest in an insurance company or whatever." I've got a person on my staff that's actually a licensed agent, and now all of a sudden you need to create a new pro- value proposition. So it's it all starts with a need. So the three steps: it starts with a need. The second step is the nudge. The third step is the niche. Now, let me talk about the nudge real quick. Okay, where is the nudge? So what is the need? Where is the nudge? I actually start it this way. You got to look inside of what is your personality and, and what kind, what, who has God created you to be and what are you nudged to solve? Let me give you an example, my wife and I. So my wife, who actually started a small little business, she does some tutoring, which she absolutely loves, but she had a nudge in her heart to help five, six, and seven-year-old little kids read, and she's very good at it. And her personality is perfect at it because she just loves kids. She just gets into their world, and when they talk, 
Nothing is distracting my wife. She's just looking in their eyes, completely feeling everything they're feeling. And these kids know it. They love being around her. But she had that nudge. Now, listen, that need was there. And it was right in front of my face, but I never saw it. I was never nudged one single time to help a little kid read because I just don't. It ain't in me. I don't have that talent. I don't have the skill. I don't even have the ability to connect with them at that level. But my wife does. So it's what's inside of her. So it was a nudge that came as a result of who God had created her to be and also a skill set that she had developed over time. So it's pretty cool. My nudge was completely different. I've got multiple nudges, but especially when we started our our coaching company, I had a nudge because I saw so many people in the marketplace that owned a business and yet the business owned them. And I also saw time work constraints and I saw families being broken down because dad or mom are they're way too busy they just don't have enough time the company is drowning them and so i said you know what i got a nudge i want to step in i see the need and i'm nudged because i've got experience and i've got the personality and i've got the ability i'm going to step in and do something about it and you know how you really get the nudge is you you get alone with the lord and you pray you know if you're part of our expert ownership owner suite then you know we teach you the value of listening prayer We've got the two-page business plan. Page one, that's got all the stuff like your mission, vision, values, goals, principles. We've got tactics, strategies, and, and stuff like that on page one. Page two is just two words, listening prayer. That's when you get up and you talk to your business partner, who is God. He's the majority owner. He's just made you managing director. But, but you do have ownership in it, and you listen to him, and then he begins to speak to you. Now, listen, if you're not an owner suite, go to expertownership.com and join Join us up at Owner Suite. You'll get a lot of good stuff from that. But listening to God and writing down what your business partner has to say to you is the way that you feel your nudge. That's the way that you get to the nudge. Because the problem is, and if you're really entrepreneurial, and David and I have fallen for this, we have seen a need before. We knew that we could meet the need, but we didn't spend any time praying to God and asking Him if He wanted us to to be the ones to meet that need. And we started businesses without the nudge, and we end up failing miserably. Yeah, you know, or you do okay for a little while, but then you just run out of steam and you're exhausted and all that stuff. That that doesn't go along with you if if you're operating in the nudge. And I also want to just add to the nudge before we shift to number three, which is the niche. The nudge is not just like general. Generally, we think a nudge is a kind of a, a push from behind, but it's also a pull from the front. So if we think about, okay, is God opening this door? When you walk up to a restaurant or walk up to a commercial building and it's got a big glass door and on one side it says push, on the other side it says pull. That's really what we want to look for in our lives in terms of the nudge. Is there both a push and a pull? Sometimes we'll feel kind of a a gentle push towards something, but there's not really a pull towards something specific. Or we might feel a pull towards something, but there's not necessarily a push out of the current situation that we're in. So generally speaking, we like to pray for it. Lord, please give me both a push and a pull. Like help me to really feel the nudge. Help me to feel the nudge behind me and, 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 and the tug uh, in front of me. And that's a, that's a really special thing to be praying for. And it's not easy to sit here and say, okay, well, it, it, it goes just like this. Boom, 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 boom. It doesn't always work that way in business. God is a... He's a God of science and he's a God of art. And the science of art is the fact that yellow is yellow, blue is blue, green is green, and yet you can make whatever you want to make out of the scientific colors. Does that make sense? So there's a science in business and in the marketplace of 
that we want to follow God, we want to be honorable, we want to do the things that God has called us to do, but there's an art in terms of what does that practically look like? How do, how do I express that in the marketplace? Let God give you both a push and a pull. And you know what? Oftentimes that takes time. The nudge is where you have to be patient. It's like, I see this need. I know I can do something about it. I know I can make money at it, but they're just something that's kind of holding me up from it. You want to know one of the primary things that, that has to be in place in order for the nudge to be proper is that your spouse agrees with it. Don't you go jumping out there if your spouse doesn't agree with it. Hmm. And this is where it takes time because God's yes and God's go are two different things. Go read our book, whatever the cost, and you'll hear about that. But God's yes and God's go. Oftentimes he says yes to things that he doesn't want us to activate on right then. He wants us to wait, and you need to wait. But then when the door does open, you see the need, and you feel the nudge, then you better jump down. And one of the best ways to jump down is step three. That's when you niche it out. It starts with the need. What needs do you see in your immediate surrounding or particular market? It moves on to the nudge. God, do you want me to do something about this? If God is doing it, you feel a push and a pull. Then you jump down and you niche it. What does that mean? That means you narrow it down as small as you can. As Russell Brunson says, the riches are in the niches. There is power in hyper focus. I'll give you a, a really good example. So my wife is a certified Enneagram coach. And if you're interested in Enneagram or anything like that, you can go on Google and you can see there's millions of results now. And there's so many Enneagram coaches out there. And Tori follows a lot of them. And she's doing a lot of Enneagram stuff. Now, her Enneagram number is a nine. And she found this lady on Instagram who is an Enneagram coach for only nines. So, so that's what I'm talking about. So that's this, really cool. This lady doesn't coach ones, twos, threes, fours, five, six, seven, or eights. She only coaches nines, which means that her client pool is much smaller, but she's going to be able to really dive down deep with nines in a way that an Enneagram coach that coaches all nine of them can't. Okay, let me just give a, a, a quick example on niching. This is the, so easy. So if the market is health, the offering is exercise. Like we're not going to talk yep. food or anything. Okay, if the market's health, the sub-market would be exercise. The niche would be CrossFit. Yeah, and then that a hyper sense. niche on that could be CrossFit Olympic lifting. Yeah, Ollie's yeah. or whatever. So that, that's just a simple way to just think about niching. Yeah, that's exactly. But your goal is to niche it down because you've been uniquely designed to help people, uh, to help people in a very specific certain way. So for me and David, you know, with, with expert ownership, you know, if you're a kingdom minded entrepreneur, you're somebody who owns a small business, you've got employees and, and you want to build and you want to use your, your business for influence. We can help you at expert ownership. We, we are not the kind of people that, that want to help somebody who's not a kingdom minded believer who just wants to make money so that they can buy themselves a yacht. We're not the people for you, but expert ownership will help those who are kingdom minded. So, but that's our niche and that's, that's a, it's a big niche, but it's way smaller than just a business coach because we're not just business coaches. So when you niche it down like that, I think you'll discover that you've got a lot more energy for the task at hand. So three steps to discovering your value proposition, need, nudge, niche. And when you start with the need, you feel God's nudge and then you niche it down, you're going to find that you have something that's going to bring 
a lot of profit to you. And you're going to be able to use that profit to promote God's kingdom on the earth. All right, Jason, we got to do own it or loan it. Do you have one off the top of your head? Because I've got one. Will you do yours first and let me do it? Okay, own it or loan it. Rubber wedding rings. We've already done that one. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. When? It was like three months ago. Yeah, what? we did it. Yeah. Samuel, shush. No, I think Larry. Okay, yeah, you okay. own it. You can own it. Now, I, I still have my wedding ring from I don't 20, remember that. 22 years Did ago. I talk about it? But listen, here. So how about own it or loan it? Rainbow sandals. Rainbow colored sandals? No, rainbow sandals. Like the, the brand, rainbow. Oh, I loan it. They're too hard. They're stiff. You, dude, it takes too long to break them in. Dude, I use reefs. Are you, dude, oh. you got to go for the double portion rainbow you know the kind that has the double foam what well, so like it's like a big uh-huh. fat new balance shoe or something yeah and it feels so good on so your back. you own it i loan it yep that's it well i'm better than you okay hey throw a thumbs up rate us review us reach out to us we are always every single wednesday morning thursday morning let's see we, we live stream them on thursday mornings at 8 a.m living among lions join us there and then you can come in town because we, we host a live Bible study at our church in town on Wednesday mornings in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Just reach out to us on social media. Come visit us. Hang out with us. All right. God bless you guys. Niche. Wait, dude. I Need, just told, nudge, niche. Boy. Need, nudge, niche. I totally Need, screwed nudge, that up. Need, nudge, niche. All right. See you next week. I've been really-